Hey everybody, this is Smashing Game Time. We are three brothers that go through the back catalog release years. I'm your host, Nick. Down to my caddy corner left is Jake. Jake, say hi. Hi. And then caddy corner of above Jake, that is Josh. Josh, say hello. Oh, hello, everybody. Today we're doing 2010 Q3. We're also going to, later in the show, go through some of our favorite boss fights i think we each chose three three bosses and we're going to go through that at the end of the show before we get things kicked off just a reminder we are part of the trident network a great family of podcasts check out our brother and sister podcast we are also still available anywhere that you get your podcast rate and review us on apple podcast spotify as, as we learned from josh last time you actually have to listen on spotify before they let you review us uh wait what yeah, you, yeah, they don't let so you... It seems like an episode or two before it lets you even review. Oh, I mean, that's smart, because... you smart. Know. Yeah, we brought this up last time, because, like, why doesn't Steam have anything like this for their games? Because it's crazy. they don't care. It's crazy. They don't. They're just like, give us money. <laughs> mm. I but, mean, they're, they're the main uh, source for PC gaming. I mean, but as I, was, uh, as I was saying, rate and <laughs> review us. It's a great way to support the show, and it's free. Yeah. All yeah. right. What is what is everybody up to this week? Uh, this week, this week, this week. I'm still grinding TFT. I hit diamond over the weekend, so that's dope. Um, and then Brawlhalla, um, still training for summer championships that's coming up. I think next month, and also the world tournament that was announced that's in Atlanta, the first week of November. So that's dope, dope stuff. Hot Atlanta, baby. What about you? Uh, I've actually been working around the house, around the yard, trying to get stuff done before a vacation, like building the fence for the dog and uh, a couple of reviews, uh, trying to help uh, the site catch up on our backlog of reviews. And that's normally about it. Uh, before we get uh, move on from that, Josh, are you still quarantined? Oh, no, I'm done being quarantined. I've been done quarantined for a while. Okay, I noticed that fan doesn't have a, a cover on it. <laughs> Okay, guys, I'm going to let you know this right now. That fan's cover is buried somewhere behind boxes, and I'm too lazy to grab it. And I don't have kids or uh, dumb people in my house. Oh, right. okay. You're going to come home one day and see <laughs> Mia's head on the ground. I don't have it's, dumb people here. We're, oh, we're going to be okay. <laughs> but before we go any further, and we ask Nick what he's got going on, of course, and this is probably going to show up later uh, than it actually is, but it is, we are recording on Father's Day, and we want to wish Nick a very happy Father's Day. Oh, man. Happy Furger's Day. Thanks, guys. You guys know I'm not your father, right? We go, we are, well, <laughs> it's debatable. Well, uh, no one's going to know this is, no one's going to know we wish you happy Father's Day, and then we're going to cut it. My, we're going to cut this content out. No one's going to know what happened. My fatherly advice to everybody, make mistakes. That's it. That's my fatherly advice. I so what wait, was, so when I kill somebody later on, I shouldn't. Not, not this is not that this is magic school bus. This I'm, is the not, magic school bus. Isn't not it? like that. Not <laughs> like like little mistakes. Like I, I don't know, not murdering somebody. I don't. You know what? T I didn't say anything. I'm not trying right. to get dragged into your crime syndicates. Uh, I'll drag my balls in your face. Oof. Um, <laughs> Nick, what do you do? What you been up to? Yeah. So Gwent, Gwent had a patch recently, so I played a little bit of Gwent, a deck that I was running. I was running the uh, Skotel. I'm always saying that wrong. They're they're the um, they're the elf uh, faction, and they have like all these different woodland cre creatures. This one card that I run, 
It's a lot stronger than it used to be and a lot more easier to pull off a more dangerous combo with it. So I was wrecking with that for the most part until I got wrecked by way better players. Uh, the uh, Steam demo week is going on. I think it's Steam Fest or whatever. So I played that Melatonin demo I texted you guys about. It's just a rhythm mm-hmm. game. It's like Rhythm Heaven. Uh, there was one level where you're dreaming about pizza. And basically you have to hit the button on like the four count. And like the beats change, so you're kind of you're just going along with it. But there was one where it's a floating pizza box, and it's smiling at you. And it like shoves the pizza in your mouth, and you have to bite into it in the perfect time. So much fun. Demo's free on Steam. I, Check it out. Mm. I think the Steam Summer Sale is next week, too. It's a good time yeah, to be on like Steam. The 20, 23rd it starts? Uh, yeah, actually, I think it, yeah, it's, it's after this week, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then um, the, the and last game I really jumped into, I've got one more here, is Norco. Uh, this, was, this is one that is on Game Pass. This is the story story-based adventure it's a lot of point and click there's some combat but it's more you're reading a lot more than anything it's set in new orleans there's some future futuristic sci-fi elements with robots and corporations it's pretty cool i think i'm about halfway through that it's just nice to turn off the brain not have to worry about pointing a gun or moving an army just sitting there reading this sad story and just vibing with like the sci-fi music when have you ever turned on your brain Never. It's never happened. It's never going to happen. Fair enough. I refuse. This guy's a dad. This guy is a dad. Can't uh, do those complex games anymore. <laughs> I, you know, I was because my, my external hard drive is getting full, and I've got a bunch of games I need to play on Steam, a bunch of games I need to play on my Xbox Game Pass, a bunch I need to play on Epic Game Store. So I was like, fuck, I need to start getting through these. How big is your hard drive? Uh, I think it's a, it's either two or three terabyte. You just you have all your games installed on there, and you just what? Well, Dude, it's like what? Jacob from my PlayStation. I have, like I literally actually last night started uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's another one that's on my to do list. It's just Jake. It's do you have good so far? Do you have Game Pass? No. Like, literally, a game will pop up, and I'll be like, all right, I'm downloading that. And I've probably got a good 15. 15 games adds up very quickly. Because yeah. it's not this little bunny frou-frou, like, super meat boy shit that I usually download on Steam. It's like, oh, hey, this is a 50-gig game. You got room for this, bud? Yeah, I mean, well, just I, anything from before 2015 was, like, under 10. You're like, oh, yeah, I can download, like, 20,000 games. I'm good. Nowadays, it's like... Okay, yeah, your little indie game that only has like three hours of playtime is like seventy gigabytes. And I'm like, I just recently cleared a lot of my library because I was like, I'm not touching this. Why, you know, why is it installed? Like, I literally just deleted all of my Battle.net. I've still got I, that I on there. It. I've got it on there. Yeah, for yeah, that's a that's a big chunk if you have Call of Duty installed. Call of Duty is what 150 gigs between it's, all the it's different something modes. Something like that. Yeah. When did they When did they start separating the modes? Was that Call of, Was that Black Ops Three or Black Ops Four? Uh, what the multiplayer? And... Yeah, where it's strictly like, just multiplayer. Everything was separate. Black Ops Four, and they were just Black, Black Ops Four. Everything was separated, and then from there it's been separate. It's fucking huge. Yeah, it's not necessary. It's all those shaders, man. <laughs> Unnecessary. Well, I want the guns to look good when I'm shooting people, damn it. Alright. So today, like we said before, we are doing 2010 Q3. You guys ready to get into the games? Yeah. Q three. Let's get into the games. Alright. First up, July twenty first, 
one of my favorite uh, indie games of all time, Limbo. Play Dead's Limbo. Uh, for those who don't know what Limbo is, this is a little 2D side-scroller. Uh, not much to it. Very simple graphics, black and white. Uh, you're a little boy who woke up in the woods and you're looking for your sister. And that's really the story of the game. Uh, if you've been on YouTube at all, this is one of those games that has been video essayed to death. Like, you know, I'm going to, mm -hmm. if I had another window open, I would use my vid IQ to see like what the, the search results are to the amount of videos that are for it. And I'm sure the amount of people doing it would just be way higher than the amount of people searching for it. Because hey, Nicholas, uh, what is a video essay? I'm sure some viewers might not know what that is. A video essay, it's just like, it's just like when someone takes a movie or a book and they just were like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take these ideas. So like, if I were going to talk about Limbo, my, I would talk about how it is the experience of death and draw comparisons. I'd be like, oh, the river you cross at the beginning of uh, Limbo is the River of Sticks, uh, which is a which is a place over in, what is it, Greece? I don't know. I don't know the map. I have an American education. And then just would compare things. Like I recently watched a Silent Hill one that talked about one of the worst Silent Hills, but compare, but then like gave you reasons why it was bad, but like found the good in it. So video essays can be about a multitude of things. It's basically taking those essays that you hated in high school and college and turning them into a video. I mean, I've actually watched one recently on Metroid Fusion, how Metroid Fusion is like a horror game. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, basically. It's, 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 they're playing uh, for it, really. Metroid Fusion is body horror without the imagery. Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah, technically, by that point, Samus is completely deformed. But this mm -hmm. game, so this is just a really well-polished game. You can beat it in three hours. The deaths are gruesome. You are a child, but they chop your head off. They do all this stuff been stabbed by the spiders mm -hmm. the spider the spider chasing you is crazy the the puzzles are really good the like he's running through the forest for those watching video right now and i mean it just it looked great for how limited it is and that, this is on everything now this originally was a summer of arcade game but net, like you could probably play this on an original ipod if you had the know-how i mean it's literally so android ios linux uh, Mac OS, PS3, 4, Vita, Windows, it's, Nintendo Switch, Xbox 360, Xbox, I mean, literally, name it, and it's on it. It's, it's so good, so there's no reason not to, why not to do it. It was like, what, 15 bucks when it came out? Yeah, but even now, I think you can get it for like 10 bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a really simple game. It looks great. On any con like, it literally, looking back 10 years, or 12 years now, it still looks good. It's because it was so simple, yet elegant. And this... Uh, like I said before, so many video essays, I'd be willing to bet this brought back a lot of video essayists into games or brought a lot of video essayists into the games realm. I, I can see it. It's, you know, it's such a simple thing, but it makes you think a lot about it. And it's like you can incorporate it into so many themes, so many uh, different aspects. I mean, it's, it's it, like I said, it's so simple. It can be done with just about anything. Just oh, remember, yeah. just, just bad remember takes, too. not all the video essays are good. No. Yeah, I was say a lot of bad takes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bad. It's kind of fun watching the bad takes, though. Like it's, it's like he was not looking for his sister. <laughs> oh, he was in love with her. No, so like you, at the end, you <laughs> crash through glass, and like there's like oh well, you were dead the whole time. And the game's called Limbo, so like there's the most obvious version. There's the most obvious like reading on it. But yeah, there are some people that fucking reach. Like I want to make a video essay of the game about how he never actually does the limbo at all. That's it. 
That's it's not even a game. I just want to. I just want to make a ten-minute video, just making limbo jokes the whole time. Simulation. I want someone to just do like an abrupt one. He's dead. He's dead. Yeah. And <laughs> the spider doesn't actually kill him. Uh, up next, July twenty-seventh, uh, a game that created a great fan base that everybody loves. If you can't see me, I'm shaking my head. No. This is StarCraft II. Uh, this is the original uh, Wings of Liberty being the, I believe, the Terran uh, campaign. Uh, this game still got, there's still people playing this. It's, what, 12, 12 years later? Yep. It was a huge, and I think it still is a huge eSport. Oh, yeah. No, it it's definitely one of the bigger ones. I'm not going to say it's like number one, because obviously you've got like Dota two league of legends. I mean, heck even CSGO. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty big in the other countries. I know watching um, some old esports videos. No, it's definitely, like, top, it's definitely top five for sure. Oh, top five. I mean like behind. Um... So when, and league, so league was the year before, right? Uh, yeah, we talked about yes. yeah, we talked yes, about yes, 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 yes. And then, so if I'm remembering correctly, Dota came from World of War or from Warcraft Three. Dota, right? Not Dota. Um, what am I thinking of? I don't what know you what you're thinking. thinking of. Were you thinking of League? We, not League. Not League. It was a MOBA that came from Warcraft. It had to be Dota, right? No. I'm, bl- I'm blanking. I feel like we've had this confusion before. Wait, we think we've. I know what you're talking about now that you say like something came from another, and what that's what made the game. Because I because th- yeah, uh, Warcraft three had a lot of custom games, but we're not going to get on it again. No. We we were confused before. We're going to get confused again. Starcraft. I mean, store people eat up the story. It gets pretty crazy at the end. I won't spoil anything, even though it's a 12 year old game. Uh, you know the the multiplayer. Uh, Zerg rushes are crazy. Uh, I always blank. There's Terran, there's Terran, there's Zerg, and then there is the uh, who? Are, what's the third one? It's the one that everybody hates because it's like the most easy to access. Everyone hates on them. I'm gonna remember it as soon as we're done talking about StarCraft. Uh, custom games in this are really good too. Uh, I've watched people. There's like obstacle courses where you have to click your way through it, and they're pretty ridiculous. There's like uh, objects flying around at you everywhere. Uh, this is the first game I can think of where I could name like a handful of casters for it, and they're like household names to the community and other people who are like RTS adjacent. So mm-hmm. like, you, you got the uh, you've got the uh, Artosis, you've got Pig. Uh, I think uh, oh, was I, it Lo- Loco? Loco is another one. Those are the three off the top of my head. But it's just it's crazy. This is still still played. Uh, it still looks great for being a 12-year-old game. I've mm-hmm. been playing RTSs that have been released in the last year or two years, and they do not look as good as this. Not nowhere near it. No, it shows at one point, and I might hit the fans after me for this, but at one point Blizzard did care about their content. They really did. And so it's funny when you look at this and then you look at the new game that was just announced uh, from Frost Giant. And I'm the name. I'm blanking on that name right now too, but people were like, "Oh, that trailer looks bad." And you're like, "Well, they don't have Blizzard money anymore. Like, mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. sure this is all going to be crowdfunded." Or uh, uh, what was it? Oh, Stormgate. Stormgate's the new game. So like, I've seen people calling it Lo-Fi Diablo or Lo-Fi Starcraft or Lo-Fi Sci-Fi. It's but like, at, 
Yeah, they just have a. They have a. They're not gonna have as much marketing. They're not gonna. It's not gonna look as good. It's but it's okay. <laughs> no, because right now anything. It's just about anything can be Blizzard. Blizzard is the equivalent of the Hay House. We just need the big bad wolf to come and blow it over. Blizzard is just you know what for the time being because you know the Microsoft acquisition is going through. They're not gonna try to make any waves. It's just going to be. Um, oh. oh hey, we're the Overwatch two people. They yep. oh, they are making waves though with Overwatch two not being nearly as good as one right now or at least the time of its, uh, was it beta or alpha, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. uh, uh, Diablo Immortals with all that going on. But I it mean, still made so much. Stupid, it made $24 million in two weeks. And the critics, okay. they like, it's so it's getting review bombed by people, rightfully so. Like, not, like, review bombing is stupid. But, like, the, the players hate it, but for some reason the critics love it. And it's just one of those weird things where it's like, do you guys really like this? Like, do you? No, yeah. they're getting paid to say that. They're like, hey, Blizzard just threw a shit ton of money at us. Tell it looks good. What's the so well, what is the what is the streamer aspect of it? Like, because streamers are in a weird spot. Like, like popular streamers are in a weird spot where uh, I think some people see them as games media and as like kind of game journos. And I yeah. I don't think I don't think the reviews go up on Metacritic, but. Where where are they at? I haven't really seen anyone's opinion who you would consider a streamer. I mean, I don't know. It's um, I actually looked at it the other day, trying to see if any major streamers are actually streaming the game, but it's no one I have ever heard of. Well, like the, um, but the big ones have been like avoiding it, like they won't talk about it. And like, um, they did announce that there's going to be like a beta of it on PC later, so I'm sure a lot of people are playing it now. Just so they know what to do, so when they get transfers to PC, it's. I don't know, know why you would do a PC version of that when you've got Diablo Four like knocking on the door here in the next few years. Just it's. I mean, you've got the brand. Like, why spoil the brand before the one everybody wants gets here? It's Blizzard, man. It's Blizzard. They're hurting. I mean, b- between all the whole Activision accusations that went out, and then their own ac- uh, accusations that went out, it's like you're hurting for money to pay those lawyer fees. When is the next WoW expansion? Damn it! Uh, you joke, but that's pro- probably working on it to <laughs> to get that out. Like, ah, people aren't as hyped on vanilla as we thought. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, right. not as good as old school RuneScape? What? What? All right, up next, wow. August fourth, Castlevania: Harmony of Despair. This was another Xbox Live arcade game. This was, for those who don't know, a two D. Castlevania game, but it was multiplayer. It was PvE. Well, I actually really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Oh, this is by like for of all the for of all the summer arcade games, they're like, oh, we're just gonna stop it here. Like, I don't think it went any further than the 360. I think there was like the Xbox One, like the not remaster, but like when they were starting to port over all the 360 games over to the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. This was like they did that for this, and that's as far as it went. And even then, I think like the multiplayer shut down sooner than the rest of them. And uh, really, if you look anywhere else, like I've for PC for us, I've been trying to like find a way how to do it, and I did. But they're like, it's modders going in trying to fix it. And they're like, okay, yeah, you can play like chapters one through seven right now, and you can only play certain chapters with certain characters for like eight and nine. That's as far as they've gotten. It's like, geez, this game deserves a lot more respect than it's given. On the multiplayer front, from Summer of Arcade, it's this and Monday Night Combat. Yes. Yeah. This, I mean, this was so much fun. You played. You got your major characters throughout all the Castlevanias, basically. You pick them. You play with four friends or by yourself or with two, however many people you want. 
and you basically go through a, a whole entire map fighting enemies leveling up fighting items and then fighting the boss the boss fights were so memorable the oh, first yeah. one was that giant um like the two-legged it almost kind of looks like a on land tremor uh or whatever they're called on in tremors and then the second one being the puppet man those are the two i remember the most i know there's the giant guy i think it was called nightmare in the third level or something like that Mm-hmm. But the first two, like in the level, the level design is just so much fun. Are there all these enemies from all these different 2D games that you remember? Uh, you could you could separate. You didn't have to be right next to each other in the castle. Like one person could have went one path, the other person could have gone another. There were doors that you could open for each other. Well, heck, uh, in certain maps, it was you start off in each different corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that third one was one uh, specific for that because bottom left corner, you were like right below the boss. Top right, you're like right above his head. Yeah, yeah, and there were moments where like you would play with random person or persons, and they just knew what they're doing, so they just speed run all the way to the boss and kill it like time uh, right, record time. Not <laughs> only didn't know what they were doing and kill the boss instantly, it was they had like the best equipment that you possibly could. Like they didn't like it's the only game they played for a solid like month. Like, yeah, it wasn't an easy game either. It wasn't easy at all. No, I, I especially in the beginning when you know even if you're like I remember all four of us, uh, or all three of us playing, and I remember getting, you know, pretty far, but I don't think we ever truly beat it in one run. Like it took us several times because we kept dying. We had to go back and like level our characters up or get better equipment. So yeah, it was really hard, but it was um, also I don't a lot know. Of fun. I don't know about you, but I beat it. No, I'm saying like in one sit down is like go through all uh, oh, yeah, yeah, chapters. Yeah. Because yeah. I know, like, it canonically, not canonically, it, the standard is six, but they had, like, DLC for each other chapter, was it? These levels were long as hell, too. It took a while to, took a while to beat the game. I think, I think I remember beating it with somebody, but by the end of it, you're just like, okay, let's get to, let's get out of here. <laughs> oh, boy. I need to lay down. Anything else on Castlevania, gentlemen? No, no, this one was... <laughs> they didn't really do much to it. I mean, I think they added one short DLC, but other than that. Well, no, they had the, 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 the character and chapter, like, level DLC. So, like, you'd buy a level and you'd also get a character. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, re- I remember. I don't think I ever messed with the DLC on that one. We did. We had, like, chapter 7 and 8, I'm pretty sure. I don't think we had 9, 10, and 11. All right. So, following up, we, we we're going to keep it spooky for this next game. We've got... September 8th, Amnesia, The Dark Descent. And Jake actually pitched this one, and Jake brought in an angle I hadn't even thought of. Jake, go ahead and take her away, sir. So the, the angle that I went with, that I brought up, was that it was a huge game just to make content off of when YouTube was um, becoming a brand. So what was so what like, was Amnesia, Jake? Um, I think it's a... Okay, I never actually played it myself, but after watching like streamers or content creators on YouTube play, like PewDiePie, Markiplier... You are going through like a castle trying to es- escape, I think. Mm-hmm. I know you're trying to. F- I know, I thought it was you're trying to remember who you are because you had a. Oh, well, you amnesia. Up on, like, <laughs> with amnesia, and you're trying to figure out who you are and escape from the castle. And the, there's like a weird mechanic in the game where like the game can kind of like fuck with you. Like, because there's like, I guess, like a stress meter thing that like you don't really see. You can, you can just only see it visually. The way your character acts and like freaks out when he gets close to like one of the enemies, or if he's taking too long in an area. For those um, who, for those who don't know, this is a survival adventure. So it's kind of uh, if you if you ever if you ever heard of Outlast, uh, this is one of the. It's a first person, but it's not a shooter. You don't have a gun. You have no way to defend yourself. You have monsters 
really your only line of defense is to hide and ru run and hide and then uh, use puzzles with your environment to escape the area and basically finish your objectives. And I think this is one of the early this is one of the earlier ones. Yes, yes. Um and like we brought up before that it was a huge huge game just because of big YouTube content creators like PewDiePie, Markiplier, uh Jacksepticeye. Like it was it was just like the the final frontier of content. It kind of like was booming. I don't think this game would have probably been as popular as it was back in the day. Unless you know, until they did, they made it. They made it. So like, did they make it popular? Or did this game make them popular? Like, were these the like were they already popping off, or were, like were people like, hey, this PewDiePie guy is playing this Amnesia game, and was this a thing where they both came up together? I'm gonna say yes, it came I, up together because like PewDiePie was still growing, and he was, he was like, cause he started off playing Call of Duty, mm -hmm. and it went from Call of Duty to like Minecraft and like Happy Wheels. This was like one of the one of his um I wanna say famous games. One of, one of the games that like got him up there, got him like a good chunk of subscribers. Because mm. no one really played horror games. No, like so for him and Markiplier, like everybody started following because they started making like people are like showing their content off because it's like their reactions. Like they were like truly scared and you had PewDiePie who was the JK is he uh what's his uh ethnicity i can't remember is it norwegian swedish wish so he had the swedish twist to it and the markiplier was like the american equivalent so i think it was just the reactions to horror games is what really brought the fans in and if you look at their content now even like they have an imprint of themselves of what they do but it's not as genuine as it used to be because they're like they're so horrid out at this point they like can see all of it coming but they have to have, make some reaction to keep their 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 image well, well it's there crazy. was go ahead jake there was a video of pewdiepie saying that like he does not want to play horror games as often as he used to because it did stress him out like he was generally like scared shitless with these games it would really affect them well it's crazy any dipshit that gives like twitch advice these days like when they're advising people on what games to play they always go like they would oh, play the horror games people like watching people get scared and like, yeah, people like that, but it's just funny that that's the you know, that's the advice all those morons go to, all the people who get like a little bit of attention and get a big head, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna do a Twitch Academy, oh, I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna teach people how to be a streamer. <laughs> I actually watched a video about that the other day. Um, you know who Disguised Toast is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, I watched a video about like how like his uh, thoughts about people making content like oh hey this is how you get big on youtube or like do this and he's like yeah all those people that are making those are not relevant at all <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong they have like they maybe average what 100 viewers maybe maybe like a lot a lot of those i feel like people i feel like people get to because what what is it for partner 75 i feel like people get partner and they feel like they're bigger than they actually are because you can hit partner what what does what exactly does that change you get bigger part of the ad revenue or something yeah, and then like you can you can drop ads anytime you want. Yeah. Um I yeah, it's I just I can't see taking advice from anyone who's averaging 
between 75 and like 200 viewers like maybe if i'm just starting out and i'm looking like just like the ground level but like if i'm sitting there stream, like i'm not take like the worst thing you can do is take advice the best thing you can do is just like find what works for you and implement it and find exactly new, just find new ways to do things and just like explore like stop doing what everybody else did and like he made a great point because like i like it really like opened my mind to like people who start out streaming or making content he's like do not start streaming do not like just wake up one day and like i'm gonna start streaming because you're not going to get anywhere he said start off making content on youtube or whatever other platform because they have great algorithm and then like once you like you know get some type of like four you know four plan where you have some you know people coming to your shit wanting more then start streaming streaming's fucking exhausting i used to do it two nights a week and like it was the least excited thing I have had to go every week. Like I definitely preferred like making a video and editing it and then putting it on YouTube as opposed to all right, I'm gonna go sit in my in front of my computer for three hours and you know sit here and chat with the same four people. Like no nothing against those four people, but I just dreaded it and I think I was unhappy. It was the game I was playing. It was a mixture of things and it's just like and everyone you see who's big on Twitch, big on YouTube, they are big streaming on YouTube. They started somewhere else. They either had a following on TV or they got big, uh, doing something else or they were an athlete or something. They weren't like, I'm going to Twitch. Like that's not, that's never like going to the people who start on Twitch and get big. They are not the rule. They are the exception. Yes. Yeah. They are the lucky few. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand how you guys do it. I'm like already exhausted of doing mine. I'm like, I kind of like the idea of starting YouTube content to be honest. Cause like you said, it's, not as not stressful but it's like you're not required to like constantly have a schedule like yeah you want to have like drop a video every once in a while but you're not required to get on and stream twice a week and work your ass off for one person to go hey man do you want to play a game sometime <laughs> like even nah, kid <laughs> even making this podcast like we so we put this up on youtube like i enjoy this and like some people are like, oh, but the listeners, you do you not have the numbers? I, dude, I don't give a fuck about the numbers. I'm just enjoying my time making this. We're learning new things. I'm getting to set aside an hour to spend time with my brothers that I wouldn't normally get. Fuck whoever's listening to this. I'm, oh, Jake, stop. Uh, um, I'm, I'm only saying that because you guys wish me happy Father's Day. Oh, that's, oh, that's <laughs> oh, the only yeah, reason. <laughs> I mean, no, um, don't get me wrong. I appreciate, I appreciate the people who listen. But sure. I, I'm selfish. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it because I love spending time with my brothers. Yeah, well, fuck my brothers. I'm here for the people. <laughs> God damn it, yeah. Josh. We were having a nice <laughs> moment. Anything else on Amnesia and the state of streaming? There's a reason why it got uh, a remaster or a rebirth. So and There's so many and sequels, sequels, too. Yeah. On I mean, it's, uh, give it a try. Like, literally, I mean, it's not, it's not to say that the YouTubers themselves help make it popular. It's just... It was already a well-deserved game on its own. Give it a try because they just helped escalate to where it's at. It's spooky as hell too. There's a yes. underwater level area, and then on the streaming front, I'm ex I, I'm interested to go back and look at like the numbers from 2020 to 2022 to see the dip off as like everyone started to get unquarantined. I'm interested in seeing that because I was watching a subathon. And like la this time last year, the subathon was going, and it, I think it lasted like 40 days. And Ludwig. No, no, it was um, it was Pig, one of the StarCraft uh, guys. Mm -hmm. and I think this year it was only it was only like a week, like the, it ended. <laughs> I was like, damn, yeah. damn, that's a short, that's a short. tale of everyone, two cities. Everyone's back to work. Yeah, 
to finish up to finish up Q3, September 14th, Halo Reach. This is back in the day when Microsoft had its heavy hitters in September. As of late, not so much. Uh, this was the final Bungie Halo. This was the one for all the marbles. This was the one that uh, very much implemented a lot of Call of Duty into it. They had the classes, I think. Was this the first one that added Sprint, or was it four? Four. No, it was, no this had Sprint. Well, technically, it wasn't a manual Sprint. It was you had to have the ability. It was one of the Your powers. shoots had abilities, yeah. So stupid. <laughs> the one, honestly, Han, so yes, it is stupid, but the one cool ability they had was the jetpack. Jetpack was cool. This one, not armor. Honestly, like the story for this, I mean, it's Halo, the fall of Reach, the book, uh, but they changed it up Halo a little Halo bit Halo. to where I think they're following Spartan 2s, right? Uh, yeah, so it's, so it's the same group. It's not like Master Chief and his crew. It's a different uh, team of Spartans. It's uh, Noble 6. Noble 6, which are they? So wait, because George, there's, there's, it's a mix. I think George is a Spartan 2, and then the rest of them are all Spartan 3s. I'm sorry, it's Noble Team, your character is Noble Six, nope. and that is correct, Nick. Okay. And then, so yeah, no Master Chief for this one, so that was a ballsy move. I think the campaign for this is fine. I think the multiplayer is very forgettable when it comes to Halo. Okay, so hold on there real quick. Hold, hold on, on there. So, I'll hold, the, I'll hold. Okay, so, spoiler alert for those who haven't played it. It has the best last mission ever. Mm. And it's technically not even mission, it is literally... You're in a, like a, a base that's being overwhelmed by uh, Covenant forces, and your objective is to hold on as long as you can. And the idea is, when you die, there's an end cutscene where you watch your character in Oval Six basically fight to the death against the Covenant, and it shows like it, it, it implies the whole Spartans are never killed in action; they're always MIA. You don't ever mark a Spartan as KIA. So I'm gonna be honest. That last scene, I just stood there and let me kill him, or let them kill uh, me. I love it because it's like it gives it gives you like okay let's face it when you were a kid and you watched all the action movies or played all these games you always thought oh it'd be so cool if it was just you against a million and it basically does that for you and it's so cool. Uh, I don't know about a million, but <laughs> well, you know what I mean. You always think like you against an army. See, I'm just I'm not as hyped. So like I think I really did fall off after ODSC. This was but this is also so Reach was coming out right around the Halo Renaissance. So I think Halo Legends the uh, it was Halo Legend was a, a collection of short cartoons that they put together on a Blu-ray and DVD. That was really good. It was really well mm -hmm. received. Told a bunch of stories. This was also around the time that they announced like a Halo like uh, Halo movie that I think Spielberg and Neil Blomkamp were attached to. Uh, spoiler alert: It eventually never happened. Uh, campaign's what? great in this. This was uh, they went they took Firefight and brought it over from ODST. That was great. The multiplayer just like it just it always it felt very imbalanced with all the different. Uh, I feel like the people there, so there was an ability with um, I think it was like the shield slam where like you armor slam lock. down and you armor the armor lock, and it just felt very overpowered. Like anyone with armor lock, you could have just locked yourself away. Uh, I don't know. It just the game felt very imbalanced. Uh, no, I'd say the campaign is where it it had the, the holster of goodness and like the multiplayer did not carry itself well compared to like three and then odst's firefight but the campaign well made up for it it was a great campaign it follows literally the fall of reach which was one of the two main planets of the whole entire lore of like 
if they lost it, they were screwed. And they were screwed because it was like, it, in lore, Reach was the plant they used to manufacture all their ships. So Who was, who's your favorite Spartan? I like George. He was a big, he was a big, big, big teddy bear. I like Emil. Wrong, wrong, wrong. It's Master Chief. Mm, stop. Oh, I'm going to on here. The, We've um, seen his ass, okay? The, um... Fun fact, I read this book on my honeymoon in Dominican Republic, and I had like two or three Halo books with me. So I came, I was coming back through the airport, and I got randomly checked, and the guy pulled all three books out of my bag and just started cracking up, and like he was making fun of me for having all these Halo books in my bag. And like he, he pulled the books out, looked at his buddy, pointed at it, and started laughing. And I was just like, this, what the fuck? I'm reading books, this you guy. asshole. Okay, wait, did you get, like, I'm assuming all three, you had the uh, the Flood, and then um, the one after it, I can't remember. I had Fall of Reach, Ghost of Onyx, and I forget what the other one was. It you might jumped have been... around. Huh? I said, you, you jumped around. Ghost of Onyx is good, but I think, uh, the, I can't remember the name of the third one, but it's after the Flood. It's, like, in between Halo 1 and Halo 2, and talks about what the Master Chief did and how he got back to Earth. I didn't have, I don't think I had the Flood, because I knew that the Flood was based off of the first game, and I was like, I'm not reading that. So, oh, it's so good. You have to. I've... After hearing this, Nick, he is justified to bully the shit out of you. I, like, there was a language barrier. Like, I, like, he was just making fun of me. I was so hurt. I was, I'd never read him again. I never touched him. That being, missing out there good. That being said, the Gears of War books were better. So I think um, the thing about this one, it was the last Bungie game. It's all, um, as, Shrek, as Shrek said, it's all ogre now. Uh, ogre. Don't get me wrong. The Halo War, Halo Wars 2 was fine. But everything else since then has just been... How does everybody else feel about the rumor of uh, Infinite's DLC not coming before 2025? That's a long time. It's like, I, when I heard that, I was like, this better be a false rumor. Otherwise, they just like shot themselves like in the back. Not in the foot, because they already did that twice. I, they, don't, they, they don't know what the fuck they're doing with Halo. They don't, no. Microsoft is floundering with it. Gears of War is on its last... like. That's the, I think that's the number one issue with Microsoft is like their first party entries ha, they don't have anything going for them like their most pop I think the one that they have the most going for right now is Forza and that's just because that's the hey this is the thing where our we can show off how fucking good our consoles are how yeah, beautiful they it, look but that only gets you so many people like I'm already forced I was forced out after three it's like Gran Turismo you can only have so many before you're like it's the same game just. The thing about racing games is I think you can buy a racing game and then go two or three years without buying another racing game. Right. It's like the one game where it's like, like sports even get me because it's like everybody's like, oh, we have to buy because update rosters. And it's like, you don't have to. I'm still like, surprised sports games haven't gone to a model where you bought the kind of like how kind of how Warzone is. Warzone gets a little update with every Call of Duty. I'm surprised we don't have like just Madden. And then yeah. like, they're like, okay, uh, Here's the battle pass for the 2022 season. This is going to get you the roster and then maybe some skins. And that would make the most sense. You can keep that for like a good, what, 10 years at least? Yeah. And then, well, because it's not like they're updating the engine. What are they, they're using no. Frostbite, right? <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, they know that people are going to buy their games. Yeah, but they have to know, like, their numbers have to be going down. Because, like I said, it's, and it's the same model for every sports game. It's you remove one feature, you add back two. People who, yeah, people, who are buying, people who are buying the Maddens and the FIFAs of the world aren't, like, having these conversations. They just see, oh, this is Madden 23. Oh, shit, it's 2022. That means it's a new one. I got to go get that shit. So until those numbers really start to dip, 
Yeah, it's not going to happen. But uh, Halo, rest in peace, young prince. Oh. I mean, I, I enjoyed Halo 5. Halo 5 is a lot of people. Jake, you're like one of only three people who enjoyed it. I know, but I enjoyed it. I maxed out my character. I had everything unlocked. It was a grind. So fucking Halo 5, the marketing was awesome for it. And then you put, then you picked up the game and started playing it. And you're like, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought they were good. Like the, the narrative. Like one scene. There was the like narr- one scene. Narratively, I don't think 343 has ever like seen what a narrative looks like. They're just like, uh, this thing happens, and then this thing happens, and then this thing happens. Now, I hear Infinite goes into some good places and does some interesting things. It's not enough to save it, though, especially now that you're saying DLC is three years away. Like, your game is going to be way dead by then. They better get that, they better get that co-op in. Like, you're going like, to get, like, a good... I'm going to give them, like, another six months before it's, like, almost barren. And then from there, like someone's gonna come back, like, oh man, the the Halo Infinite DLC just dropped, and like they go on there, and like the servers are dead. There's nobody playing it. Like even the diehard fans who are like, we could do this, guys. 2025. They're like dead in their chairs on their streams. At least it's not Battlefield 2142. Oh yep. god, they're gonna be started on that. <laughs> all right, you guys ready to move on to the news? Let's move to the news. Let's do it. Read all about it. Latest football scores. Morning paper. Morning star. Paper mister. It's time for old news. All right, we got a quick news date. Uh, really quick, this is September 15th through the 21st. It's the launch of the PlayStation Move in North America, Europe, and various Asian countries. Surprisingly to me, PlayStation Move is still around, but it's because of their VR. VR. Yeah. Like, and it's cracked me up, too, because I remember seeing VR when it came out, and they had the same controllers, and I'm like, wait a minute. Then they basically just like, okay, guys, we're going to keep the controllers. However, instead of using the camera, you're going to use your VR headset. Those freaking little controllers are so, like, they're the ones with the little lights on them, right? Yeah, it has little red bulbs on them. Yeah, the little balls. There have to be, like, dildo memes that were made about that or something. Oh, I'm sure there was. (laughs) Kind of like the Apple butt plug. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Apple butt plug. Uh, Hey, that was the news. (laughs) We're not going to talk about PlayStation Move because PlayStation Move don't give a shit about PlayStation Move. All right. They moved on. All right. You know what time it is? Uh, Meme time? Meme! Meme time. Oh, we lost Jake's voice. (laughs) <laughs> was that was that was that how I, how high I went? I don't remember. Yeah, it went away. It went away. All right, Jake. Our uh, what is our wonderful meme for those listening oh, and watching? Oh, you you play Limbo, I play Jimbo. So for those who don't know, Jim- this is Jimmy's Neutron's dad. Dad. Who call, you, can, we get normally, like a, can we get a zoom in because it's a little wow, hard to I'll see? Try. Who would normally call his son? Hey Jimbo, can you take out the trash? I can't do it. I can't do a uh, Jimmy's dad voice. Jimbo. Hey Jimbo. No. Mm-mm. Hey Jimbo. Hey Jimbo. I got homework for you, Nick. You will watch an episode of Jimmy Neutron, okay? And I, I will do. I will do a. Uh, imper- I'll do an impression in the next episode. I just. I, I, dude, about, I keep thinking of him as the one where he's like reminiscing about something. He has his eyes goes like, in the throes of passion, Jimbo. That was. I was a little better, Josh. It wasn't like. Completely there, but it was pretty good. 
If I didn't have such a shitty voice, I would attempt to do more imitations of people, but I'm not that good. Don't shit on your voice, you wonderful angel. Jake, <laughs> thanks for the meme. That was a top-notch meme. And that was today's meme. He's cutting out again. He keeps it, cutting out. I it love that it's cutting so out. High. The mic is doing my job for me. I want to cut that. <laughs> I wonder, like, I, I got to watch that because I want to see how, like, if it's, like, funny or it's just, like it, it could be like an effect thing that'd be funny jake i'm gonna tell you, you probably do 10 jokes an episode zero of them land i'm just, I'm just hey, kidding you had one land i was one on the time. tiktok one yeah you know, what on the, the hell man what the hell is this shit we gotta get the tiktok going again uh okay yeah. so we have instead of a quiz today we're going to do a discussion uh i i rang up the boys and i said hey Everybody, let's get your top three boss fights from any any game, any era. It doesn't matter. We don't we haven't had to cover it, and so that's what we're gonna do. So we're gonna do kind of like how we did our uh, our game picks from two weeks ago. I'll say one, Jake will say one, Josh will say one. Then we can kind of have a small little conversation, and then we'll do our next three, and then we'll do our next three. Are we gonna start at the bottom? So go from three, two, and then leave your best one for last. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. I just picked. Top three, it wasn't really like in an order. Oh, yeah, okay. there's I, no I an order, so there doesn't have to be an order, it doesn't really matter. So, my my first one, I went with General Ram from Gears of War. And make sure you say the game so people know. Jake? Yeah, uh, I picked uh, Golbez from Final Fantasy 4 when you fight him in the dwarf castle. Okay, I was thinking the theme of Jake with Final Fantasy. I went with the XATM092, aka the Spider from Final Fantasy VIII. Nobody knows what any of that is. Oh, yeah, so that, I, I know, I know what you that, do one know is. that one is. I know that one. So I went with General Ram. It's the final boss in Gears of War. You're on a train. You're basically trying to set off a bomb in the Locust Hives. General Ram's been chasing you the whole game. The music's swelling. There's helicopters above you. There's krill everywhere, which are the little night bats that tear you apart if you're in the dark. Just it's just great. It's just you and Dom. It's a total bro moment, and it it did the homework assignment. It knew the assignment. It's like yeah, Gears of War. We got you, bud. Why Golbez, yeah. Jake? Oh, Golbez. Well, because he was iconic. Because like you know of Golbez, he was kind of like the the main uh, antagonist in uh, the game Final Fantasy IV. And, you know, you come to find out that, like, after you get done fighting the dolls, well, here's Golbez in the Dwarf Castle. You know, okay, this is going to be, you know, a tough... Because you think he's going to be the final boss in the whole game, but ends up, um, you know, one-shotting you with this little dragon. And then, all of a sudden, a character that you thought was dead comes back and saves your ass. Like, is that's, an, like, the, one of the most epic scenes in Final Fantasy. Was that Tella? No, uh, yeah, Radia. Yeah. Oh, that's right, okay. And I, I digress about that, Jake. I, I believe the the spider is definitely a lot more of a iconic scene because, let's face it, you literally are evacuating the, the city, and as you're trying to escape, you're being chased by this menacing boss that you don't you can't really beat. You're basically trying to hold off and run at the same time, and it chases you relentlessly. That demo, has was, cool so, scenes. That demo was so annoying. <laughs> it was, like, oh, the demo was so much harder. When you play the actual game, it's so much easier, but that demo yeah, was so hard. Yeah, the demo was harder because, like, there's different things that a same same moment, but different things happen from the demo compared yeah, to the like, real game. In the the demo, it's Squalzel and uh, Renoa, and then the actual game, it's Selfie, uh, Squall, and Zell. Yeah. Still uh, really cool. 
Anyway. Yeah, I just it's yeah, it's stuck in my brain because of that demo. Next round of bosses, I went ahead and picked Hades, your dad from Hades. Oh. Really another really good final boss. Uh and it's just the fact you have to fight him over and over again. Um he's your fucking dad and it's father it's Father's Day when we're recording this, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jake. I went with Majura. Uh, do you have a specific form of Majora from the Legend of Zelda? Majora's no, all Mask? of it. Yeah, like Majora's Mask, like that the whole boss. Okay, all three forms. Okay, I, I'm not crazy about his first form, is because he's just a floating mask at that point. But yeah, yeah. I, I do like that boss fight. Unplugged his internet. <laughs> yeah, fucking internet. Don't worry, it'll be easy to edit you guys back in. Once I get back on this call. I made sure to clap my cheeks. Good, good. All right, what about uh, Was there anything else you wanted to add about that, Jake? No, it was just, you know, you're waiting the whole time after getting all four uh, other zones cleared. Uh, you're like, okay, let's, you know, get the show on the road. Jarrah's mask was awesome. I love the mask. It's a great... Uh, great looking mask the fierce yeah the fierce deity mask in that fight just makes it so unfair <laughs> yeah josh i went with the boss from metal gear solid 3 snake eater i, I went against it because i knew someone else was gonna pick it I, so, well i saw so I, I originally thought psychomantis but then i was like no 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 i'm gonna go with the boss and i picked it mainly because it's just so it's unsettling to realize that at the end of the game, spoiler alert, of course, you find out that the boss basically just sacrificed herself not only to protect her biological son, a.k.a. Ocelot, but also to protect her country. She did it for her and, country. And she, like, literally just the very ending where she's like, do it, and you sit there, and, like, it, it makes you actually pull the trigger to kill her. It's just, it's so heartbreaking and so, like, epic at the same time. I guess. Jake, it's, shut up. It completes, it completes it, all right? All right, so I was so for my last boss fight, I was split. Uh, I was split between two, I think. Um, one was a final boss, one was just like a random boss. I think I'm going to go with my other final boss because then I have three final bosses here. Paul Serene from Quantum Break. And I know, I know this is dis divisive because people hate this boss because it has this thing. He has this attack that one hit kills you and there's no rhyme or reason to it but i think that's the beauty of the fight because so for those who don't know quantum break is from remedy you are messing with time uh you try to you're trying to save your brother and you're breaking like you're breaking all these time rules like the entire time you're breaking the rules of time travel and doing all these things you're not supposed to be doing and i think it's beautiful that the final boss comes in and break basically is breaking all these rules that you expect from a game uh, and he was your best friend. He was someone that you could look up to. And then he fucking betrays you and your brother. And then he comes back with all these power, these times. And like you kind of play as the final boss as well throughout the game, making decisions about how evil he is. And I just, I appreciated the risk the game took. Uh, and I'm glad it's probably going to live on through the control universe. And we're probably going to see more of it. So my mm -hmm. final choice went to Paul Serene, played by uh, Littlefinger. <laughs> <laughs> Littlefinger. All right, I got one for you guys. My last one is Orphan of Cause from Bloodborne, the DLC of the Old Hunters. Is that the is that the secret ending boss? 
No. This is the hardest boss in the game. This is when that comes out of that, that giant like fetus thing. Okay. So it's basically basically a fetus. Orphanite Cause is a skeleton skeletal humanoid creature that wields its own placenta in combat like a club. I, I hate it when that happens. Yeah, yeah, and when you first encounter it in the shore of the uh, the fishing animal, it ignores you, standing next to the corpse of its mother, and it sobs, stares at the moon. The battle begins once you approach it. So, And it's like the hardest boss in the game. I need to play Bloodborne. I've started it. I just never got Dude, I am it. waiting for it to go on PC. Come on, From Software. Quit playing we'll, games in my heart. We'll give Elden Ring a year, and then they'll do it. <laughs> All right, my final, final boss. Well, not final, final boss, but final boss to pick. Uh, Sans from Undertale. Oh, you know. I hadn't even thought of the Undertale. <laughs> you can have all songs to have in an indie, not just any game, an indie game, of course, is the most banger song. Honestly, if you told me to pick one song to listen to the rest of my life to, it would be Megalovania, just because it's so catchy. And, like, it's kind of fourth wall breaking, too, because it's kind of like, yeah, I'm just gonna use my my most powerful move against you for like the for, like the beginning of the game, or the yeah. beginning of the fight. It's like, why do I? Why would I wait? <laughs> like I know like he's not a very hard boss. Like he can be if, depending if you're doing like what move, but he's he's a great boss, and just the soundtrack to it is just so awesome. Ah, okay. I, I like Undertale, but the weird thing for me has always been. Like how you're just having conversation with people and then like randomly they're the boss and I'm like, oh, I was meant to Whoa, fight you this entire time. Oh no. <laughs> how did I not see this coming? I mean, how did you not? I still need to check out Delta Rune. I'm sure it's I'm sure yeah, it's just as it's, good. And it's still not done either. No, like it's still going. It's got three more parts to do. I'm I'm gonna wait for it to go full one and they just have all the parts in one swoop. I heard Toby Fox is doing the score for something recently. Forgot mm-hmm. what it was though. Mm-hmm. While Jake looks that up, yeah. While Jake looks that up, let's close out the show. So those are our boss fights. Great boss fights. Uh, some that I expected, some I didn't expect. I'm glad I didn't go with Majora or the boss because I was thinking about going with both of those. Uh, <laughs> as always, bo- folks, we are smashing game time. I am Nick. You can find me on Twitter at that Kaufman and Twitch at Nick Fat Knight. I'm more on YouTube right now with my videos, so you can find me at Nick Fight Nick Fat Knight there as well. Jake, where can the people find you? Find me at Jiggy Coffin on Twitter and on YouTube and on Twitch. Yeah. Jo- Josh, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter. I am Josh Sang. I'm currently taking a break from Twitch. Already taking a break. I love it. I love it. Yes. And then Smashing Game Time, you can find us on any social media. We're on the Twitter. We're on the Instagram. We're on the TikTok. We are on. We even got a YouTube for all our video versions, like the one you're seeing right here. Ah, find us on the Trident Network. Uh, like and review us. Like, rate, and review us on your different. Uh, I forgot this word again. On your different podcast platforms. As always, thank you to Alex Marvin Clark for our intro and outro song, "Hunt Him Down." We have a link to his SoundCloud in the show notes. Go check him outward. Else, I we will right, hunt I got you it. down. What was the I name got of that thing? Um, so he's actually um, working on the new music for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. All right. Ooh. Ooh, moving on up. Okay. Yeah. Moving on up, man. Good for him. That guy Baller. can do music. Good for him. He can. His music's fantastic. 
Next week, we're doing 2010 Q4. We're going to close it out with a banger. Josh is also doing a speed cap. The game I'm picking right now, StarCraft II, Wings of Liberty. Oh, no. Josh will have five minutes to go through that, and it's going to be detailed, Josh. Oh, God. Well, guys, it was great knowing you all. This is my last one. I appreciate it. Have a great night. This is go on a break. <laughs> as always, folks, we are smashing game time. We hope you had a smashing great time. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>